We are privileged, ladies and gentlemen, to have with us, and this is her second appearance on our program, and we couldn't be more pleased, Miranda Devine. Now, Miranda's book, I tell you, is because I have a book out, I check the charts every day, and I know you're not supposed to do that. You're disappointed. But Miranda's book is flying, flying off the shelves. Laptop from hell. And we had a caller the other day who said he was having problems getting it in the store. And I told him, you go online and you keep looking until you order your copy and get it now. Because, folks, this is going to be one of the hottest books, not of this year. It will bleed into next year and be one of the hottest books of next year, too. Laptop from Hell. The author, Miranda Devine. Welcome, Miranda. How are you? Oh, thanks so much, James. You are so generous, and your book is fabulous and also flying off the shelves. Oh, thank you, Miranda. I saw you in an interview, and I just said, okay, I'm going to keep this really simple because I don't want to talk and try to dig off through. Miranda, tell us what you found. Why did you write this book? What did you find the most important thing that people need to know about the laptop from hell. Look, I wrote it because uh, Rudy Giuliani had given us the laptop last um, last year, three weeks before the election. We ran um, the first story written by Emma Jo Morris in the New York Post, and. That story was immediately censored by big tech, by the rest of the media. And um, Joe Biden's campaign just tried to ignore it. And then you had uh, John Brennan and James Clapper and all those characters from the intelligence community who had uh, were responsible for a large part of spreading the steel dossier, Russia hoax against President Trump. They were all involved. They were all in it. The fix was in. And I just felt that the only real way that uh, the American people would be able to see the full truth about, about basically about Joe Biden, what sort of person he is, um, the really destructive um, influence peddling operation that he and his grifter family had been running uh, around the world starting when he was vice president, but he had been running this kind of influence peddling operation from Delaware since he became a senator four decades ago. So um, he makes out that he is, you know, humble, lunch pail, Joe Biden from Scranton, the poorest man in Congress, etc., etc. He lives a champagne lifestyle and so does his entire family. They are the absolute embodiment of white privilege. And what they have done is, um, is damage America's national interest through greed. And uh, we know, particularly with China, but also with Russia, that Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, whose laptop this is that he abandoned in a MacBook repair shop in Delaware, Hunter Biden, who was a crack addict, was swimming in the inner sanctum, the very top of the inner sanctum of both uh, both Vladimir Putin in Russia and President Xi Jinping in China. And they were making money from selling Joe Biden's name. And Joe Biden was also in on the fix. And we know that not just from the laptop, but from the other pieces of the jigsaw puzzle, which include Tony Bobulinski, an American hero, a patriot, 
a former, you know, a naval veteran and a, a a successful businessman in his own right who got caught up in this Biden mess and was was deputized by Joe Biden to sort of run the the latest joint venture with China and it all went pear-shaped and uh before the election Tony Bobulinski stood up and he gave he told the american people what was going on and he gave the contents of his phones all his documents and whatsapp messages and so on with hunter and his partners and joe biden um and he gave them to the fbi i also had a copy and that's why the book is more than the laptop it's uh tony bobolinsky and it's also that great senate inquiry into the finances that was going in from China and Russia and elsewhere that was going into the um the Biden family coffers and their partners. Now, you have laid out these are very serious allegations. When you say that there has been not just with Hunter Biden but proof that the entire fam- well not the entire family but many members of the family have benefited from pretty much selling and exploiting Joe Biden's political office as vice president, and we assume now as president, that this would cause members, the honest members of the FBI, the Department of Justice, and also relevant congressional agencies tasked with oversight to take a closer look, even though, as you said this story was pretty much expunged by social media and ignored by mainstream press outlets in the lead-up to the last election. What has been the reaction, if any, number one, that you have received personally or not, or that have been in the mainstream press since your book has gone to publication? Well, first off, we know that the FBI and that authorities in Delaware are investigating Hunter Biden and uh, also his uncle Jim Biden, who's Joe's younger brother, who is also in on this scheme. Um, and whether it be for, you know, tax evasion uh, or tax issues, which Hunter Biden himself has admitted that investigation is going in, going on, but also his foreign dealings um, and money laundering is another allegation. So we know those inquiries are going on. We don't know what will come of those. But we also, I, I've been told that um, after the 2022 midterms that um, if the Republicans do take back the Senate and the House, that there will be proper investigations into the revelations, um, you know, that I cover in my book. Um, and we, you know, Chuck Grasley and Ron Johnson, two Republicans who did that inquiry last year, they did a really good job and they had access to Treasury Department documents showing, uh, you know, the money trail, tens of millions of dollars, or at least millions of dollars, uh, you know, six million here, 1.5 million here, coming in from China and Russia into bank accounts associated with Hunter Biden's partners. Now, um, they did a great job, but they were traduced as being agents of the Kremlin. The Democrats quite successfully muddied them up and 
made the whole their whole investigation uh, appear, or you know, to to the media that were willing to to accept that uh, to be some sort of Russian disinformation operation, just the same as the New York Post story. So. The Democrats are working very, very hard to discredit anything that comes out about this very damaging story about Joe Biden. I mean, the media has sort of known that Joe Biden's been running this, you know, basically profiting off his name and his um, you know, immense power that he had as vice president. Um, it's been, a lot of it's been out in the open, um, but there's never been any real evidence. And the laptop and Tony Bobulinski and the Grasley Johnson report gives evidence, actual concrete evidence that is enough at least to have people subpoenaed and brought in to testify. And I think it's an important story because Joe Biden lied to the American people. Um, there's evidence, ample evidence, uh, that when he said, I know nothing about my son Hunter Biden's um, overseas business dealings. He said that many times during the campaign. There is ample evidence, uh, unimpeachable evidence that that is not true, um, that he met with Hunter Biden's business partners from Ukraine, from Russia, from China, from Kazakhstan, from Mexico. Um, and, he, and in fact, the White House admitted that he did go to that dinner at this Italian restaurant uh, in Georgetown, in Washington, D.C., um, when in 2015, when he was vice president, and he met th Hunter's business partners from three countries there, from uh, Ukraine, from Russia, and from Kazakhstan. Now, he, the White House actually admitted to the Washington Post, not to ask because they never answered me or, you know, the New York Post, but they uh, answered the Washington Post, which was trying to do a fact check on my story. And they said, yes, Joe Biden did go to that dinner at Cafe Milano, but he was only there for a very short time and he, he did not go for any nefarious purposes. So the story changes depending on how much they think they can get away with denying. Okay, let me ask you a question about that, because you now have Joe Biden meeting with these heads. Is, has Hunter Biden ever registered as a lobbyist for a foreign government? No, not that we know. Uh, and he did, um, there are emails saying that he, he kind of was aware that there was some sort of uh, legal responsibility, but he was saying, you know, we need to do this so that I, I don't have to, or so that we don't have to register. Um, uh, but... You know, I mean, I don't know the ins and outs of that law. And, and really that, that law, the, the foreign agent registration law, um, came into being um, you know, many years ago, many decades ago, and was hardly ever used. But it was, it was brought out and dusted off during the Trump administration so that um, some of the people that worked for him, like, you know, Manafort. Like Paul Manafort, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Could could be damaged, could be, you know, charged with something. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. I mean, if, if there's a law like that on the books, um, I, you know, it seems to my untutored, non-legal eye um, that that there, there should be cause for at least an investigation into that. And I understand there is one. Um, but, but, you know, former prosecutors, uh, lawyers who have looked at the material on the laptop um, tell me that there's evidence of multiple alleged crimes on there that should be looked into. And we know that the FBI has had the laptop. 
since 2019. We know that Hunter Biden lost, uh, in his own words, um, at least two other laptops. And people sort of are sceptical about, you know, why would he lose his laptop? Why would he be so reckless? He was a crack addict. And he has admitted that in his own memoir. And I mean, there's so much evidence of it photographically and every other way on the laptop uh, and, and from evidence from people I've talked to who knew him during that time. Um, you know, he, he had, was in the grips of a powerful addiction and no one would, would you know, wish that on their worst enemy. But that is the fact. And he just wasn't able to function as a proper human being during a lot of the period covered in that nine years that's, um, that's the laptop covers. That's most of Joe Biden's vice presidency. He just, he couldn't answer, you know, phone messages. He couldn't answer emails. Uh, all, all his sort of daily, he couldn't pay his alimony on time. He couldn't pay his bills on time. All that sort of daily uh, operating things that the rest of us have to go through um, was done for him by others. And he spent weeks on end on benders. He loved to go to the Chateau Marmont in Los Angeles and in his own in his own memoir, he writes about what he called an ant trail of drug dealers and hookers, prostitutes that used to come through his hotel room and steal everything in sight. They'd steal the towels. They would you know, steal the pillows, they'd steal the sheets, they would, they would order uh, Dom Perignon on, uh, on his cab, uh, they, they would steal his wallet, they would steal his phones. There's so many, um, you know, evidence on the laptop showing that he had to keep on going to the Apple store to replenish his supplies. So money was no object, but it was just, I guess, a nuisance for him to keep on buying new laptops and new phones. But that was how reckless and um, disorganized he was during that period. So it's not really a surprise that he would have lost three laptops. Well, the book is Laptop from Hell, Miranda Devine. This is the perfect Christmas gift for those that want to stay in the know, current events. Please check it out. It is on Barnes and Noble, burning up the charts. It's Amazon. You can find it under several categories. It is wherever you can find and purchase great books. It is going to be one of the most important books in the political world. Not only is this year wraps up, but next year, Laptop from Hell. Miranda, please come and join us again and uh, as, the, as the story progresses, okay? All right. Thank you so much. Lovely to talk to you, James. Lovely to talk to you as always, Miranda. Thank you. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here at WABC. We're back after this. 